Welcome everyone to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. It's been a couple weeks since we've had a podcast, but we are back and better than ever because our guest today is Maria Rose. Thank you. First thank grade, you for having yeah, me. Thank, thank you for being here. First grade teacher, Edison Park Creative and Expressive Arts School. I always want to say Edison Park yes. Elementary. Uh, so again, thanks for being here today. Excited to mm -hmm. have you. Our second teacher that we've had on the podcast. And you've been, so you've been teaching at Edison Park for 25 years now? Yes, sir. My entire career. I was blessed enough to intern at Edison Park 25 years ago. And um, Mrs. Rafferty decided that she wanted to keep me around. And I got a job that following year. And I've been there ever since. Where did you go to? So that was right after college? Right after college. I went to USF. They had a campus on what is now FSW. It was Edison back then. And so I got my master, my bachelor's degree at FSW on that campus there. It was USF. Hmm. And so I didn't have to go away. I got to stay home. And I interned at Edison Park and got a job there. Cool. Yeah. 25 years. 25 years. You can and, probably do another 25 more. Oh, well, I'm hoping for 10. We'll see. <laughs> um, we'll see. 25 I, I have all my pictures hanging on my cabinets in my classroom, so sometimes I can't believe it's been that long and I have to count them, and it surely is. There's 24 pictures hanging up there, so this year's my 25th. So what is it about, I mean, 25 years, a long time. What is it about that school that's, you know, made you want to stay that long? Edison Park is a very, very special place. We um, incorporate the arts. We have dance, which is my favorite, drama, art, violin. The children get to play violin starting in first grade which is amazing for them. Um, and we integrate all of our learning within the arts, and it's a beautiful school. It's in the historic district of the Edison home, so we have a, an auditorium with 100-year-old seats that the kids get to be up on stage starting in kindergarten. And that part of getting to see kids shine and do things that maybe reading doesn't come easy to them or math doesn't come easy, but they can play the violin or they can sing or they can act or dance. And they get to experience all of the arts every day at Edison Park. And my mom will appreciate the fact that she had paid for 18 years worth of dance lessons for me. And I get to use them. I get to be on stage with the kids. And we also have a teacher talent show, which I am in charge of at the end of the school year that we celebrate the arts and so I get to dance too so I'm right there with him up on stage and I love it. I was gonna ask are you musically or you know artistically? You don't want to hear me sing. Um, I've tried to play the violin and when I did my family said what are you doing it's very squeaky so I had to leave that at school but we do all of the teachers really try to show that they love the arts with whatever their best talent is mine happens to be dancing. I do play the violin I squeak in the background with uh, Miss James, our violin teacher, she allows me to be up there with her. And we play the drums sometimes. We've played the handbells. We've done all sorts of things. And it's, the kids love to see us up there experiencing what they get to do every day. They love to see the teachers up there performing. So, Have you always taught first grade? Um, I've taught first and second. For the first 20 years at Edison Park, we did what we call looping. So I had the same class for two years. So I would have my children for first grade, and then we would go to second grade together, all as a team. And just recently, I think this is my fourth year where I've just taught first grade, so I haven't been looping with them. So mostly first and second, only first and second. Okay, so you mentioned 
USF and, and Cypress Lake High School, where you went to high school. So mm-hmm. are you originally from Southwest Florida? I Did was, you grow up here? I was born in Gainesville, but my family moved to Cape Coral when I was two. So pretty much, yeah. yes, I am, I am a product of Lee County School District. I went to Heights Elementary School, Cypress Lake Middle School, Benita Middle School, and then I graduated from Cypress Lake High School. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Homegrown. Yes, Pretty definitely. much. Yeah. Since two. Yep, exactly. Um, any just remarks just about you know growing up in in southwest florida i was very blessed to have all of my family here all of my cousins and all of my aunts and uncles and my grandparents are all they all live here so just getting to be a part of a close-knit family here at home was awesome and why one of the reasons i didn't go away to college i stayed here i was very lucky that they had a campus here so i could stay close to home um i absolutely loved being in the band at Cypress Lake High School. I twirled the flag and my husband, I met my husband in the, in the band and he played the trombone. So those four years of our lives are, we count those as our best. Um, he asked me to homecoming in the band room and that was it. The rest is history. We've been married for 21 years. So Cypress has a special place in my heart and I am now the color guard instructor for the band at Cypress Lake High School. I've been um, solo myself this year, and the last prior two years, I was with another wonderful um, young lady named Liz who taught me the ropes, so I had never choreographed anything for Color Guard, but this year I went out on my own and we did it, and I have a wonderful group of young ladies who work really hard, and the band is exceptional, and my son plays the drums in the band. So my entire family, starting with my dad, have all graduated from Cypress Lake High School. My dad, my mom, my aunts and my sisters and me. So it's kind of a family thing. You have to go to Cypress. Very cool. (laughs) There's no other choice. (laughs) And you were telling me, you said, so you met your husband at Cypress Lake and you were telling me that he's a teacher in the district as well. He is a teacher. He's a fourth grade teacher at Ray Podorf and absolutely loves that school, loves his children. And he is a rock star in that building. He walks through the hallways and tells me how they're all yelling, Mr. Rose, hi, Mr. Rose. And he has a blast every single day with those kids and gets them to learn writing and math skills that are not things that I know about in first grade. So I'm happy that he has decided to do the upper grade levels. I prefer to be down with what we can still count on our fingers. Yeah, well, speaking <laughs> of rock stars, I see your name tag, oh, yes. Golden Apple 2018. <laughs> yes, thank you. You were one of six yes. that uh, were awarded the Golden Apple last year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What was that experience like? It was awesome, frightening, but awesome. Um, we start with a student nominates you, and it happened to be a student who was in my class the year prior, and he came over with the card and read it to me. And when he read it to me, I looked at his mom, and I said, well, now I have to fill out the application. It was the sweetest, sweetest thing. And so I filled out the application, not ever expecting them to come and tell me I was a finalist. So when I received that first gold balloon and a sweet little card that you open up, it says you're a finalist, I just couldn't believe it. I was in awe. Um, my students really rose to the challenge and they loved having we had 12 different visitors come in over a six-week period and they loved every minute of it and they really worked hard and and showed off what they were learning and what we could do you know at edison park and it was really great having business people from the community come to edison park and see what we had to offer and what our school was all about that was the best part about it everybody just loved being at edison park and looking at the building and and getting to experience some of the arts and the learning that we were doing but the day that we um we won my kids we just couldn't believe it It was just an amazing amazing day and it just happened to be 
picture day. So one of the one of those 24 pictures that are hanging in my cabinet, we have the apple with us oh, on the last picture. Perfect. So yeah, it was a perfect, perfect day that I will never, ever forget. It was awesome. So when did your interest in teaching begin? I probably in elementary school. My aunt was a teacher at Heights Elementary School, and I would go to school with her. She would drive me to and from. So I spent a lot of time in her classroom playing school, playing teacher, and passing out ditto sheets and writing on her board. At that time, it was chalkboards. <laughs> and doing all of those fun, thing, fun things in her classroom when school was over or before school would start. And from that moment, I've always said I wanted to be a teacher. I never said anything else when anybody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was always a teacher. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to know what I wanted to do, and I just went for it. Why do you think that was, that you just always knew that that's... I loved kids. I loved children. I, I think because my aunt loved teaching so much, and I loved that part of being in front of the class and being in charge and handing things out and, and reading and doing all of those fun arts and crafts activities. You know, I just knew that it was something that was fun, and I, she had a great time doing it, so I thought, oh, I want to do that too. And it has been fun. So it sounds like you kind of always knew that you wanted to teach young children. Always the younger ones, yeah. yes. I always tease them. Um, I, when I had second graders, I would tell them, nope, you're getting too tall. You have to move on. Once you're taller than me, I can't teach you. So when they move on, they're too tall. They have to go on to a, a, an older, taller teacher is what I tell them. But yeah, I always knew that I wanted to be with the young children. And the best part of first grade is I get to teach children to read. And that is amazing when they take the sounds that I'm teaching them, all these letters that we have in our English language make all these sounds, and when you combine them in certain ways, they make 70 different sounds, and they start to learn that all of those sounds make words, and then they start sounding things out, and I often tell people it's like when your child starts to walk, and they're sort of wobbling, and they fall down, and they wobble, and they fall down, and then all of a sudden, they stand up, and they can just walk, and that's how reading happens. Mm. They wobble, and they really sound things out one letter at a time, and then all of a sudden, the light bulb just clicks, and they go, oh, I can read this word, and it's really exciting to see that, and to know that I had something to do with that, and I was able to help them, give them the tools that they needed, because I know that that's something that they need to be successful all through the rest of their career, mm -hmm. so it's really an awesome challenge, and I, I hold myself to high standards with that. I was gonna. So I was gonna ask, like, what your favorite subject is to teach? Because first grade, you teach all we, subjects. I do. Right? Yeah. Yes, I teach all. I would definitely. I would say it was reading because of the reward that I get. We have a lot of fun with math, with the manipulatives and and um, problem solving, and it is fun. But the reading gives me the greatest reward, getting to see mm -hmm. that them being able to do that. Because without the reading, there's not. They can't do anything else. You know that. Without with that, I could give them anything, and they can find success. And science is really fun. The kids love hands on experiments and we've really sort of in Lee County gone towards using some hands-on science experiments and things so it's been fun mm. too but reading is the key to it all so yeah. so I'm assuming you know not only do you love you know teaching kids to read I'm I'm sure you probably sit down and enjoy reading to them I do yeah. and they love story it. time they, yes <laughs> they do I do and they love it um that's really probably the only time that every student in my class is sitting still looking at me, focused and quiet, because they really, really love it. Um, what's really fun is when you're reading a book that the chorus sort of repeats, and so they join in, you know, and that's really fun too. And, and they love to just listen to stories. You know, there's nothing like kids loving to read, so that's 
what I try to foster for them for sure. Do you have some some favorites that you go back to every year to read? Well, I tell them I start the school year with a book called Owen. My son's name is Owen. And I tell them this story where Mr. Rose and I weren't sure what we were going to name him. And I was going to the library and there was this book laying on the carpet on the way to the library. And it was the Owen book. And it's about this mouse figure that... Um, loves his blanket and he has to go to elementary school starting kindergarten and first grade and he doesn't want to give up his blanket and it's perfect because my Owen doesn't he doesn't want to give up his blanket so it's just a perfect story that would be my ultimate favorite because it has such special meaning to me um we love the magic treehouse chapter books too because it takes us on adventures and, yeah. and it also teaches real things that the children yeah history can, yeah, yeah history and nonfiction things but yeah. it has a twist where it's adventure too so yeah. and those are nice and short and sweet and they they really enjoy them now my kids and I my personal children and I love the kingdom keeper books because I'm a huge fan of Disney as well okay so I haven't heard really of those cool. they are like behind the scenes in Disney oh. and the writer got special permission to go behind the scenes and do some it's really really a fun fun book there's I think there's five or six of them okay you should read them they're good yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two, Owen and Logan. Owen is 19. He is a sophomore at FGCU. He's cool. going to get a degree in software engineering. Very cool. And my youngest son, Logan, is 15, and he's a sophomore at Cypress Lake High School. Of course. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> and they are—they both are um, avid music players. My son, Owen, played the trombone like his dad, and um, Owen play, Logan plays the drums and the clarinet. Cool. Yeah. All right. So all right, going back to reading, I mean, I'm trying to read more trying to get a little more time away from staring at my phone all the right. time, you know? So, yeah. uh, aside from maybe kids books, do you have any favorite books, favorite uh, authors? No, I really don't. I spend most of my time reading kids books. looking into, you know, kids books and things that they would get, yeah. would enjoy and reading books with my own personal two children. Yeah. You know, we did a lot of reading together. Um, and audiobooks is the way to go to mm -hmm. for them. They loved listening to the books in the car. We would all listen as a family. Um, of course, the Harry Potter books are a wonderful series, a great adventure yeah, read series those. for kids. Yeah, those were really <laughs> fun too. And um, but the audiobooks were fun because the author sometimes would read them, yeah. and you know, so you could get the feel of what they were trying to come across what they were writing. So. Were you a big reader? As I a was kid? not. No, I was not. I am a math person. Okay, I loved math in school and weird did, that that's not your favorite thing, i know thing to and teach. did really well in math i enjoy teaching it but it, it doesn't give me the the reward that teaching a child to read probably because the kids aren't as excited about yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> well and it's true and it and you know i in first grade you teach a lot of the basics sure. you give them all of the building blocks that they yeah. need to be successful later in life so we were teaching you know basic addition and subtraction and telling time and counting money and shapes and things of the sort and it's all stuff, information that they need to be successful later. But, you know, like I said, the, the reading is, the, is where it's at. Mm -hmm. It's the most exciting. So what would you say is the most challenging part of being a first grade teacher? Oh, the most challenging is... Keeping I, all the little munchkins in yeah, line? Yeah, that or? is definitely, you know, on target, focused, mm -hmm. um, wanting to learn, loving to learn, loving to read. You know, I never want to stifle a child's love for reading because it might be difficult for them. So we have to be really careful with what our expectation is. I have high expectations for all of my kids, and I expect all of them to be able to be a reader when they're done, while it be at different levels. So definitely, I think that's the biggest challenge, meeting all of their needs at one time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's me and 19 of them, and uh, 
I run a very tight ship. I say that about myself all the time. I run a tight ship, and everything is very structured and organized, and they thrive on that. Most of them do. If, if our schedule changes even in the least, they might lose their way a little bit, and that's kind of challenging. Um, what we have to remember, too, is some of these children come from broken homes, or they didn't eat breakfast, or this is the same outfit they wore yesterday, or all sorts of things that would break our hearts. If I could just take them all home with me, that would be okay, you know, and give them a good hot meal and tell them that someone loves them. So I try to hug and squeeze on them as much as I can, and I, as we say we love you when they walk in the door and I love you when they leave, and so they know that someone's in their corner fighting for them and rooting them, you know, cheering them on and rooting for them. So definitely meeting all of their needs is the biggest challenge for sure. So you've had, I mean, you've been teaching for 25 years, so you've had students come and go over the years. Mm -hmm. You ever had any, you know, those experiences with the old students come back to visit and tell you stories about them growing up? And it's cute because they walk in and they're all grown up. And I had them when they were six and seven and eight years old. So I have to say, I look in their eyes and I say, okay, how are you, sweetheart? I may not remember who they are at first. We go back and I have all those pictures hanging in my room. So I always have them, come here, show me, where are you? And then I remember them as the first grader. Um, but it's really awesome to hear how successful they are, you know, and, and what they've accomplished in their life. And I have taught two children of students. So that was interesting. So I had uh, students, students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really, and I could say, you know, I know your mom really well because she used to sit in here too. So that was really cool. And I thought that was neat. Fun to um, compare them. It to was them. Com- <laughs> fun to compare. And I, you know, I could, I had an open communication with the mom because I already knew her so well because she was in my class. So it, uh, it is really cool when they come back and see you. I've had, I had many come back and tell me that I was their favorite teacher. And oh my gosh, what more could you ask for? You know, a child who's 18, 19 years old and comes back and remembers you. So that's really cool. Yeah. Edison Park seems like a, like a tight knit kind of family school. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious one of the oldest schools yes. in the and district. And it's a small school. Mm-hmm. We have 375 students. We have three of each grade level. And I know that a lot of the elementary schools in our district have 10 of first grade or, you know, six or eight. And so I, that's foreign to me. I'm not used to that. But yes, we are a very tight knit group. So even when kids move on to second, third, fifth grade, even they're still my kids. I still know them. I still see them all around. I, I tutor kids after school, before school, and in the upper grade levels, and uh, we see them at all of their shows that they do and graduation and stuff. So it is very tight knit, and I don't ever lose them. I keep keep tabs on them as they're going through. So, uh, like I said, you're only the second teacher we've had on, but kind of when we when we do have a teacher on, I like to ask kind of your philosophy on teaching, if you have one, but kind of what how you feel a, a first grade teacher should teach or how you like to teach kind of yeah so what's your philosophy? kind of kind of what I've already said a little bit um I start with high expectations uh the principal who was at Edison Park when I got my job Charlotte Rafferty taught us that every child can learn and you need to do what's best for kids period you know so my philosophy would be when they come in my room, they are mine, and I, it is my responsibility to teach them to the best of my ability and to the best of their ability. And to do that, we have to work as a team, parents, teachers, guidance counselor, principal, all of us together, other students, we peer, peer teach each other. Um, and my colleagues will probably tell you that about me too, that, that I am very organized and structured, and the kids know it, so they know what the expectations are, and most of the time... They rise up and they meet them. So that's probably 
Mrs. Rose is known as the structured strict teacher. Uh, okay, so my next question is is a two-parter. Having taught for 25 years, can you kind of, have you, I mean, I'm sure the longer you teach, you learn as you go and you get better as you go, but having taught for 25 years, have you noticed, have you, have you excuse me, have you changed the way that you teach over the years? And then the second part of that question is, can you talk about how just teaching in general you've seen sure. maybe change over the years? Um, I... I really haven't changed very much. My principal used to say that when I was born, they smacked me on the bottom and said, teacher. I just, I told my husband when he became a teacher not long ago that if you can control a classroom of kids, you can teach. Because the curriculum might change. And you can look at the TE and you can study, you can go to classes and you can learn how to give the information to the children. But to have control of the classroom is really where it's at. There's not going to be any learning happening if you don't have control of the group and have their attention. Um, I, my very first year, I, I learned some things in college way back when that maybe were not the best teaching techniques. There was something called whole language back then where you just kind of gave everybody a book and everybody just kind of read. Well, if you can't read, that's not going to work. So my principal, I'll, I remember, I always tell the story, she brought me in her office and said, okay, that that needs to, we need to fix that. So she had me plan centers um, where you group kids, and sometimes it's by level, and sometimes it's just different groups of children where children who are more successful can help those that need it. Um, so I have, I guess I could say I've changed with that. I do set more centers teaching now, more small group teaching, because kids, I feel one of the ways that it's changed is kids need more. They need more interaction, more small group interaction with adults. Because I believe, you know, with all of the technology in the world, like you said, put it down and read a book, mm. they may not be getting that interaction that they need. I've noticed just this year especially, I've got some kids who um, form their letters incorrectly when they're speaking. So I'm also kind of giving them some speech help. And I do, we, we're trying to figure out, how come this is? Well, probably because they're not talking as much. You know, they're, they're playing games or they're on their iPad or even they're reading books on a Kindle. You know, mm -hmm. the book, flipping the page of a book is a whole new world for some of these yeah, kids. Yeah, I still prefer the I do too. Thing. I prefer a book myself mm -hmm. too. I like to have it in, in my lap. Um, and, you know, parents are very busy. P parents are working. We have two parent families, single parent families, and moms and dads are working and aunts are helping and grandmas are helping. And so we kind of have to foster the morals and the ethics as well, where before we did a lot of just educating the child, but at home those things were happening. And so we kind of have to, that partnership has really grown, I think, between parents and teachers where we're educating the whole child, they say. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not just teaching them reading and writing and arithmetic. We're also teaching them how to be respectful and be good, decent human beings. So that's a whole nother part of our day that we, we talk about. My kids, I'm big on manners. When they answer me, I make them say yes, ma'am, and no, thank you, and thank you, and they're polite to each other. And I try to really give as much specific praise as I can when I see them doing those things. And hopefully that will carry over then into their adult life, and they'll show that respect to others because that's important too. Mm -hmm. So do you have, well, I was going to ask, do you have any passions outside of teaching? But you have, I mean, you kind of already mentioned that you dance. Yes, I dance. And the, the Color Guard is, yeah. a, is a newfound, I loved doing it as a student. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I guess it's kind of like riding a bicycle when you, I picked up the flag and I could still twirl and toss it and it was cool. And so that would be right now, that is definitely my, my passion, getting those kids to, um, 
do their very best and perform. It's really a lot of fun. We're having a great time. And that sort of supports my belief that the arts are important also. It kind of carries right over from Edison Park. Actually, this year we have a student who's in the band who was a student at Edison Park. Um, and so that's really neat to see that he took his love of music and he now plays the um, trombone in the band. So it's it's fun to watch that and see him now be grown up. But um, to be able to do things with children in the arts and really develop those arts programs is really important to me. So it's neat that I get to go do that at the center of the arts. So you don't have to you don't have to work at Cypress Lake to be the color no guard no coach. you do not. It's a separate through the band booster program, and then I, um, which was kind of funny, I had to apply for the assistant band director position because you you do in order to be in that position it has you have to be an employee of the Lee County School District. Whereas I do not play an instrument and can't read music, it was kind of funny. I walked in and told the band director, okay, I'm your assistant, I'm here. And it's, so we, that's our joke. But um, I'm kind of her right-hand gal. We kind of work together really well, and I've had just a great time with her. Um, so that kind of teased her that I'm your assistant, you know. But yeah. um, no, to be the color guard in, instructor, you, you don't have to be an employee of the okay. school district. So teaching, tutoring after school, volunteering, uh, color guard, coach, any other... It sounds like you're busy. Any other hobbies that you enjoy well, outside of? I, you know, I love being a mom to my two boys. We we like to travel as a family together. Um, my in-laws live in North Georgia, so we like to go there over the summer and do the hiking and um, looking at waterfalls and things of the mm-hmm. sort. Uh, when I'm not at school and I'm not at band practice, the family's the place to be. You know, I love being with my kids and, mm-hmm. and Mr. Rose, so I would say that would be where I... I'm most comfortable with them. We love to be together, just all together, yeah. spending time together. So uh, it was just Halloween, yes, mm-hmm. uh, recently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, I know your kids are, you know, teenagers, mm-hmm. but any fun Halloween stories from them as kids? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. We had some pretty low-key Halloweens. Um, we would go over to my dad's neighborhood in Cape Coral, and they, like, busloads of people would show up there. And they would have... Not the, San- Sandoval? No, no out in Cape Coral. Okay. No, it's near there. Okay, um, yeah. They would have a fire truck and all of these amazing things coming right through their neighborhood. And so we would go over there, and we... We live in, in uh, Lee County, so to... In Fort Myers. So to drive over there, you know, was quite a trek, but... Um, no, they, they always wanted to be something usually Star Wars related. They nice. are Star Wars fans, big, big, huge Star Wars fans. You? I do love it okay, because, cool. you know, it has a princess in it and Princess Leia and her buns on her mm-hmm. hair and the princess. Anything that has to do with being a princess, I'm, I'm good with. Okay. I do love that. I'm the princess in my house. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they just loved anything Jedi. They had the lightsabers that lit up and they fought each other with those and I think they probably still have them to this day because they still do some dueling with those. Sounds like me. Yes. Uh, does, does Edison Park do like a storybook parade or anything? No, we had a trunk or treat, okay. which um, unfortunately I had band practice and then a football game. It was a Friday night, so I had a football game that we just went to. So they apparently it was a huge hit. This is I think the third year they've done it and so the parents go all out and deck out the trunk of their car and have candy, and then the kids sort of trick-or-treat up and down the lanes, and they had a really good time. And this year, I think they even had a maze out in the field for the kids to go through. It was really cool. They had a good time. Okay, so Halloween-related, what is your favorite candy? My favorite candy, I'd have to say 
Tootsie Roll. Really? Yeah. When the kids got Tootsie Rolls, they I'd steal them out of their bucket. Okay. Yeah. I'm judging you hard right now. <laughs> I'm not. I've never been a Tootsie Roll. No. No. And I Twizzlers. I enjoy Twizzlers. Like, as I well. like Twizzlers. Yeah. Do you like black licorice? I do. I don't. Ugh. Yeah, I do like yeah. black licorice. Not Sorry. as much as red licorice, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. My son is a Hershey chocolate bar all the way kind of kid, and our, my other son, Logan, does not enjoy chocolate at all, which is wow. very strange. Yeah. We don't. Mm. We don't know where he came from, <laughs> but he. Uh, he likes the gooey, chewy, tart thing. Sweets. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, would, I think the, just the regular Hershey bar. Uh-huh. Can't really go wrong with that. I'm, no. Although I'm going through an Almond Joy phase oh. right now. Oh, okay. See, I don't like coconut. Isn't there really? coconut in there? Okay. Yeah, yeah coconut. No coconut And an almond and chocolate. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, just going back to teaching at Edison Park. So you said that you, you have a dancing background mm-hmm. and that you get to dance with your kids sometimes. Yes. So what kind of what kind of dancing do you do with them? Well, we, in second grade, when I would loop with the kids, we would do a dance recital. So they would do everything. They would do ballet. They would do jazz. They would do um, creative movement and or Broadway sort of routines. And so I would join in whatever, whatever the dance teacher would allow me to join in. Um, in the teacher talent show, I've done a point routine up on point shoes, and it, that was... 20 years in the making. I hadn't been on Point Shoes in a long time, so that was really fun. We've done, um, gosh, what else? We've done Thriller, which was super fun with dry ice and everything. Really, really cool. The kids really love that one. And we try to do something a little more current. Like this past year, we did um, The Greatest Show. Showman. Yeah, Greatest Showman, that song, The Greatest Show song. So we did that, and we had, you've probably seen on YouTube, the glow in the dark tape. We had wore black and we looked like stick figures. Yep. Yep. That's so cool. we did that this year and the kids really enjoyed that. Anything to sort of get the kids pumped and up and excited because they don't usually get to see us having fun like that. So are there videos of these? There are videos. That, yes, yeah. there are. On yep. YouTube or anything that I could maybe, uh, on no. YouTube. I don't think they're officially no. on YouTube. Okay, no. I, just, I have them on DVD, you okay. know, from the school camera. Yeah. But that's it. No, I don't think there's anything out there. Sometimes on we like to add video to the to the YouTube I, yeah, podcast I that, that we can is, throw in there. So. But I could get you, you know, a copy of something <laughs> <Okay>. fun. <laughs> um, I don't have a whole lot more. If there's so, what would you want people to know about Edison Park? Ah. Uh, Let's see. Edison Park is such a special place because, number one, we're small. Mm. You know, like I mentioned earlier, Um, there's not many students. We are a family at Edison Park. And Edison Park has sort of evolved into a neighborhood school where the children get to choose what arts they want to perform in. And and, uh, there's all kinds of before school choices there's a boys in black group and there's a ukulele group and handbells and a drum group. So there's so many opportunities at Edison Park for the children who love the arts and who maybe are not as successful successful in the academics. Um, it's a special place for that. I don't really think there's many elementary schools in Lee County that have all of those things offered. I know that there are some other um, arts schools, elementary and middle and high schools now in all of the subzones in our district. Um, but Edison Park was the first. So we kind of pride ourselves in that. And our expectation for what our arts programs put out is top notch. And we just this past year, as a matter of fact, became a Florida model arts school. So we're proud of that. So what does that mean? It Basically, they we are, through the arts, we then mentor another school that wants to become an arts-centered school. So our arts program and our arts teachers 
filled out an application and had to, I think they had to be observed and they had to film themselves teaching and then they were selected as an arts, Florida arts school. So that was a really huge honor for them last year. What school is that? That's at Edison Park. And then what I think the school that they are mentoring is Edgewood. That's what, yeah. I think it's Edgewood. Okay. Yeah. So they meet periodically throughout the school year and discuss how they can take, use us as a model and take what we're doing and Mm -hmm. try to use that at their school. Any, any final thoughts on just teaching and why you love it? Um, the kids, it's all about the kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love them and they love me and there is nothing better than getting a hug from a sweet, sweet little thing who just is so happy that you're there. Like when I asked him today about what was the best thing, one of my, at the end of the day, we go through questions and one of the questions was, what was the best thing about today and what are you looking forward to tomorrow? And the little girl said, coming to school. What better answer could you have than that as the teacher? So I'm blessed, beyond blessed. All right. Yeah. Seems like a good spot to, to it, end it. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Unless <laughs> there's anything cool. else you wanted look to Look at us. Look at that. About. 10 minutes to four. No. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. All right. Uh, I well, think I only stumbled over one word. So yeah. That's not too bad. Well, we're not technically done yet because i got to close it out. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So Maria Rose, yes. first grade teacher, Edison Park, Creative and Expressive Art School. Yes. Sir. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank it was you fun. very much for having me. It was fun. I really appreciate it. Come <laughs> by right. anytime. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening.